file thirteen of farthest north volume one this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by sharon riskadal farthest north by fritjof nansen volume one chapter six the winter night part five thursday february first the same sort of weather as yesterday except that it has turned quite mild minus seven and a half degrees fahrenheit below zero minus twenty two degrees celsius the snow is falling exactly as it does in winter weather at home the wind is more southerly south southeast now and rather lighter it may be taken for granted that we have passed the eightieth degree and we had a small preliminary fete this evening figs raisins and almonds and dart shooting which last resulted for me in a timely replenishment of my cigarette case friday february second high festival to-day in honor of the eightieth degree beginning with fresh rye bread and cake for breakfast took a long walk to get up an appetite for dinner according to this morning's observation we are in eighty degrees ten minutes north latitude and one hundred thirty two degrees ten minutes east longitude hurrah well sailed i had offered to bet heavily that we had passed eighty degrees but no one would take the bet dinner menu oxtail soup fish pudding potatoes rissoles green peas haricot beans cloudberries with milk and a whole bottle of beer to each man coffee and a cigarette after dinner could one wish for more in the evening we had tinned pears and peaches gingerbread dried bananas figs raisins and almonds complete holiday all day we read aloud the discussions of this expedition published before we left and had some good laughs at the many objections raised but our people at home perhaps do not laugh if they read them now monday february fifth last time we shall have ringless beer at dinner day of mourning tuesday february sixth calm clear weather a strong sun-glow above the horizon in the south yellow green and light blue above that all the rest of the sky deep ultramarine i stood looking at it trying to remember if the italian sky was ever bluer i do not think so it is curious that this deep color should always occur along with cold is it perhaps that a current from more northerly clear regions produces drier and more transparent air in the upper strata the color was so remarkable to-day that one could not help noticing it striking contrasts to it were formed by the fram's red deck-house and the white snow on roof and rigging ice and hummocks were quite violet wherever they were turned from the daylight this color was specially strong over the fields of snow upon the floes. The temperature has been 52 degrees Fahrenheit and 54 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 47 degrees and minus 48 degrees Celsius. There is a sudden change of 125 degrees Fahrenheit when one comes up from the saloon where the thermometer is at 72 degrees Fahrenheit plus 22 degrees Celsius but although thinly clad and bareheaded one does not feel it cold and can even with impunity take hold of the brass door handle or the steel cable of the rigging the cold is visible however 
one's breath is like cannon smoke before it is out of one's mouth and when a man spits there is quite a little cloud of steam round the fallen moisture the fram always gives off a mist which is carried along by the wind and a man or a dog can be detected far off among the hummocks or pressure ridges by the pillar of vapor that follows his progress wednesday february seventh it is extraordinary what a frail thing hope or rather the mind of man is there was a little breeze this morning from the north-northeast only six feet per second thermometer at fifty seven degrees fahrenheit below zero minus forty nine point six degrees celsius and immediately one's brow is clouded over and it becomes a matter of indifference how we get home so long as we only get home soon I immediately assume land to the northward from which come these cold winds with clear atmosphere and frost and bright blue skies, and conclude that this extensive tract of land must form a pole of cold with a constant maximum of air pressure, which will force us south with northeast winds. About midday the air began to grow more hazy and my mood less gloomy no doubt there is a south wind coming but the temperature is still too low for it then the temperature too rises and now we can rely on the wind and this evening it came sure enough from south southwest and now twelve p m its velocity is eleven feet and the temperature has risen to forty three degrees fahrenheit below zero minus forty two degrees celsius this promises well we should soon reach eighty one degrees the land to the northward has now vanished from my mind's eye we had lime juice with sugar at dinner to-day instead of beer and it seemed to be approved of we call it wine and we agreed that it was better than cider weighing has gone on this evening and the increase in certain cases is still disquieting some have gained as much as four pounds in the last month for instance sverdrup blessing and ewell who beats the record on board with thirteen stone i never weighed as much as i do now says blessing and it is much the same story with us all yes this is a fatiguing expedition but our menus are always in due proportion to our labors to-day's dinner nor's bean soup toad in the hole potatoes rice and milk with cranberry jam yesterday's dinner fish au gratin hashed fish with potatoes curried rabbit with potatoes and french beans stewed bilberries and cranberries with milk at breakfast yesterday we had freshly baked wheat bread at breakfast to-day freshly baked rye bread these are specimens of our ordinary bills of fare it is as i expected i hear the wind roaring in the rigging now it is going to be a regular storm according to our ideas of one here saturday february tenth though that wind the other day did not come too much after all we still hoped that we had made good way north and it was consequently an unwelcome surprise when yesterday's observation showed our latitude to be seventy nine degrees fifty seven minutes north thirteen minutes farther south instead of farther north it is extraordinary how little inured one gets to disappointments the longing begins again and again attainment seems so far off so doubtful and this though i dream at nights just now of getting out of the ice west of iceland 
Hope is a rickety craft to trust oneself to. I had a long, successful drive with the dogs today. Sunday, February 11th. Today we drove out with two teams of dogs. Things went well. The sledges got on much better over this ice than I thought they would. They do not sink much in the snow. On flat ice, four dogs can draw two men. Tuesday, February 13th. A long drive southwest yesterday with white dogs. Today still farther in the same direction on snowshoes. It is good healthy exercise with a temperature of 43 degrees Fahrenheit to 47 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 42 degrees and minus 44 degrees Celsius, and a biting north wind. Nature is so fair and pure, the ice is so spotless, and the lights and shadows of the growing day so beautiful on the new-fallen snow. The Fram's hoarfrost-covered rigging rises straight and white with rime towards the sparkling blue sky. One's thoughts turn to the snowshoeing days at home. Thursday, February 15th. I went yesterday on snowshoes farther northeast than I have ever been before, but I could still see the ship's rigging above the edge of the ice. I was able to go fast because the ice was flat in that direction. Today I went the same way with dogs. I am examining the lie of the land all round and thinking of plans for the future. What exaggerated reports of the Arctic cold are in circulation? It was cold in Greenland, and it is not milder here. The general day temperature just now is about 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 43 degrees Fahrenheit below zero. I was clothed yesterday as usual as regards the legs, drawers, knickerbockers, stockings, freeze leggings, snow socks, and moccasins. My body covering consisted of an ordinary shirt, a wolf-skin cape, and a seal-skin jacket, and I sweated like a horse. Today I sat still, driving with only thin ducks above my ordinary legwear, and on my body woolen shirt, vest, Iceland woolen jersey, a freeze coat, and a sealskin one. I found the temperature quite pleasant and even perspired a little today, too. Both yesterday and today I had a red flannel mask on my face, but it made me too warm, and I had to take it off, though there was a bitter breeze from the north. That north wind is still persistent, sometimes with a velocity of nine or even thirteen feet, but yet we do not seem to be drifting south. We lie in eighty degrees north latitude, or even a few minutes farther north. What can be the reason of this? There is a little pressure every day just now, curious that it should again occur at the moon's change of quarter. The moon stands high in the sky, and there is daylight now too. Soon the sun will be making his appearance, and when he does, we shall hold high festival. Friday, February 16th. Hurrah! A meridian observation today shows 80 degrees, one minute north latitude, so that we have come a few minutes north since last Friday, and that in spite of constant northerly winds since Monday. There is something very singular about this. Is it, as I have thought all along, from the appearance of the clouds and the haziness of the air, that there has been south wind in the south, preventing the drift of ice that way, or have we at last come under the influence of a current? 
that shove we got to the south lately in the face of southerly winds was a remarkable thing and so is our remaining where we are now in spite of the northerly ones it would seem that new powers of some kind must be at work to-day another noteworthy thing happened which was that about midday we saw the sun or to be more correct an image of the sun for it was only a mirage a peculiar impression was produced by the sight of that glowing fire lit just above the outermost edge of the ice according to the enthusiastic descriptions given by many arctic travellers of the first appearance of this god of life after the long winter night the impression ought to be one of jubilant excitement but it was not so in my case we had not expected to see it for some days yet so that my feeling was rather one of pain of disappointment that we must have drifted farther south than we thought so it was with pleasure i soon discovered that it could not be the sun itself the mirage was at first like a flattened out glowing red streak of fire on the horizon later there were two streaks the one above the other with a dark space between and from the main top i could see four or even five such horizontal lines directly over one another and all of equal length as if one could only imagine a square dull red sun with horizontal dark streaks across it an astronomical observation we took in the afternoon showed that the sun must in reality have been two degrees twenty-two minutes below the horizon at noon we cannot expect to see its disk above the ice before tuesday at the earliest it depends on the refraction which is very strong in this cold air all the same we had a small sun festival this evening on the occasion of the appearance of its image a treat of figs bananas raisins almonds and gingerbread sunday february eighteenth i went eastwards yesterday on snowshoes and found a good snowshoeing and driving road out to the flats that lie in that direction there is a pretty bad bit first with hummocks and pressure ridges and then you come out on these great wide plains which seem to extend for miles and miles to the north east and southeast to-day i drove out there with eight dogs the driving goes capitally now some of the others followed on snowshoes still northerly wind this is slow work but anyhow we are having clear bright weather yes it is all very well we snowshoe sledge read both for instruction and amusement write take observations play cards chat smoke play chess eat and drink but all the same it is an execrable life in the long run this at least so it seems to me at times when i look at the picture of our beautiful home in the evening light with my wife standing in the garden i feel as if it were impossible that this could go on much longer but only the merciless fates know when we shall stand there together again feeling all life's sweetness as we look out over the smiling fjord and taking everything into calculation if i am to be perfectly honest i think this is a wretched state of matters we are now in about eighty degrees north latitude in september we were in seventy nine degrees that is let us say one degree for five months 
if we go on at this rate we shall be at the pole in forty-five or say fifty months and in ninety or one hundred months at eighty degrees north latitude on the other side of it with probably some prospect of getting out of the ice and home in a month or two more at best if things go on as they are doing now we shall be home in eight years i remember brager writing before i left when i was planting small bushes and trees in the garden for future generations that no one knew what length of shadow these trees would cast by the time i came back well they are lying under the winter snow now but in spring they will shoot and grow again how often oh at times this inactivity crushes one's very soul one's life seems as dark as the winter night outside there is sunlight upon no part of it except the past and the far far distant future i feel as if i must break through this deadness this inertia and find some outlet for my energies can't something happen could not a hurricane come and tear up this ice and set it rolling in high waves like the open sea welcome danger if it only brings us the chance of fighting for our lives only lets us move onwards the miserable thing is to be inactive onlookers not to be able to lift a hand to help ourselves forwards it wants ten times more strength of mind to sit still and trust in your theories and let nature work them out without your being able so much as to lay one stick across another to help than it does to trust in working them out by your own energy that is nothing when you have a pair of strong arms here i sit whining like an old woman did i not know all this before i started things have not gone worse than i expected but on the contrary rather better where is now the serene hopefulness that spread itself in the daylight and the sun where are these proud imaginings now that mounted like young eagles towards the brightness of the future like broken-winged wet crows they leave the sunlit sea and hide themselves in the misty marshes of despondency perhaps it will all come back again with the south wind but no i must go and rummage up one of the old philosophers again there is a little pressure this evening and an observation just taken seems to indicate a drift of three minutes south eleven p m pressure in the opening astern the ice is cracking and squeezing against the ship making it shake monday february nineteenth once more it may be said that the night is darkest just before the dawn wind began to blow from the south to-day and has reached a velocity of thirteen feet per second we did some ice boring this morning and found that the ice to port is five feet eleven five-eighths inches one point eight seven five meters thick with a layer of about one and a half inches of snow over it the ice forward was six feet seven and a half inches two point oh eight meters thick but a couple of inches of this was snow this cannot be called much growth for quite a month when one thinks that the temperature has been down to fifty-eight degrees fahrenheit below zero both to-day and yesterday we have seen the mirage of the sun again to-day it was high above the horizon and almost seemed to assume a round disk-like form some of the others maintain that they have seen the upper edge of the sun itself 
Peter and Benson that they have seen at least half of the disk, and Ewell and Hansen declare that the whole of it was above the horizon. I'm afraid it is so long since they saw it that they have forgotten what it is like. Tuesday, February 20th. Great sun festival today, without any sun. We felt certain we should see it, but there were clouds on the horizon. However, we were not going to be cheated out of our festival. We can hold another on the occasion of really seeing it for the first time. We began with a grand rifle practice in the morning. Then there was a dinner of three or four courses and from wine, otherwise lime juice, coffee afterwards with from cake. In the evening, pineapple, cake, figs, bananas, and sweets. We go off to bed feeling that we have overeaten ourselves while half a gale from the southeast is blowing us northwards. The mill has been going today, and though the real sun did not come to the festival, our saloon sun lighted up our table both at dinner and supper. Great face washing in honor of the day. The way we are laying on flesh is getting serious. Several of us are like prize pigs and the bulge of cooked Gule's cheeks, not to mention another part of his body, is quite alarming. I saw him in profile today and wondered how he would ever manage to carry such a corporation over the ice if we should have to turn out one of these fine days. Must begin to think of a course of short rations now. Wednesday, February 21st. The south wind continues. Took up the bag nets today, which were put out the day before yesterday. In the upper one, which hung near the surface, there were chiefly amphipodi. In Murray's net, which hung at about fifty fathoms depth, there was a variety of small crustacea and other small animals, shining with such a strong phosphorescence that the contents of the net looked like glowing embers as I emptied them out in the cook's galley by lamplight. To my astonishment, the net line pointed northwest, though from the wind there ought to be a good northerly drift. To clear this matter up, I let the net down in the afternoon, and as soon as it got a little way under the ice, the line pointed northwest again, and continued to do so the whole afternoon. How is this phenomenon to be explained? Can we, after all, be in a current moving northwest? Let us hope that the future will prove such to be the case. We can reckon on two points of variation on the compass, and in that case the current would make due north-northwest. There seems to be strong movement in the ice. It has opened and formed channels in several places. Thursday, February 22nd. The net line has pointed west all day till now, afternoon, when it is pointing straight up and down, and we are presumably lying still. The wind slackened today till it was quite calm in the afternoon. Then there came a faint breeze from the southwest and from the west, and this evening the long-dreaded northwester has come at last. At 9 p.m. it is blowing pretty hard from north-northwest. An observation of Capella taken in the afternoon would seem to show that we are in any case not farther north than 80 degrees 11 minutes, and this after almost four days south wind. Whatever can be the meaning of this? Is there dead water under the ice keeping it from going either forwards or backwards? The ice to starboard cracked yesterday, away beyond the bear trap. The thickness of the solid flow was 11.5 feet, 3.45 meters, but beside this other ice was packed on to it below. 
where it was broken across the flow showed a marked stratified formation recalling the stratification of a glacier even the darker and dirtier strata were there the color in this case produced by the brownish-red organisms that inhabit the water specimens of which i found at an earlier date in several places the strata were bent and broken exactly in the same manner as the geological strata forming the earth's crust this was evidently the result of the horizontal pressure in the ice at the time of packing it was especially noticeable at one place near a huge mound formed during the last pressure here the strata looked very much as they are represented in annexed drawing it was extraordinary too to see how this flow of over three yards in thickness was bent into great waves without breaking this was clearly done by pressure and was specially noticeable more particularly near the pressure ridges which had forced the flow down so that its upper surface lay even with the water line whilst at other places it was a good half yard above it in these last cases thrust up by ice pressed in below it all shows how extremely plastic these flows are in spite of the cold the temperature of the ice near the surface must have been from four degrees fahrenheit to twenty two degrees fahrenheit below zero minus twenty degrees to minus thirty degrees celsius at the time of these pressures in many places the bending had been too violent and the flow had cracked the cracks were often covered with loose ice so that one could easily enough fall into them just as in crossing a dangerous glacier saturday february twenty fourth observations today show us to be in seventy nine degrees fifty four minutes north latitude one hundred thirty two degrees fifty seven minutes east longitude strange that we should have come so far south when the north or northwest wind only blew for twenty four hours sunday february twenty fifth it looks as if the ice were drifting eastwards now oh i see pictures of summer and green trees and rippling streams i am reading of valley and mountain life and i grow sick at heart and enervated why dwell on such things just now it will be many a long day before we can see all that again we are going at the miserable pace of a snail but not so surely as it goes we carry our house with us but what we do one day is undone the next monday february twenty sixth we are drifting northeast a tremendous snowstorm is going on the wind has at times a velocity of over thirty-five feet per second it is howling in the rigging whistling over the ice and the snow is drifting so badly that a man might be lost in it quite near at hand we are sitting here listening to the howling in the chimney and in the ventilators just as if we were sitting in a house at home in norway the wings of the windmill have been going round at such a rate that you could hardly distinguish them but we have had to stop the mill this evening because the accumulators are full and we fastened up the wings so that the wind might not destroy them we have had electric light for almost a week now this is the strongest wind we have had the whole winter if anything can shake up the ice and drive us north this must do it but the barometer is falling too fast there will be north wind again presently hope has been disappointed too often it is no longer elastic 
and the gale makes no great impression on me. I look forward to spring and summer in suspense as to what change they will bring. But the arctic night, the dreaded arctic night, is over, and we have daylight once again. I must say that I see no appearance of the sunken, wasted faces which this night ought to have produced. In the clearest daylight and the brightest sunshine, I can only discover plump, comfortable-looking ones. It is curious enough, though, about the light. We used to think it was like real day down here when the incandescent lamps were burning. But now, coming down from the daylight, though they may be all lit, it is like coming into a cellar. When the arc lamp has been burning all day, as it has today, and is then put out, and its place supplied by the incandescent ones, the effect is much the same. Tuesday, February 27th. Drifting east-southeast. My pessimism is justified. A strong west wind has blown almost all day. The barometer is low, but has begun to rise unsteadily. The temperature is the highest we have had all winter. Today's maximum is 15 degrees Fahrenheit above zero, minus 9.7 degrees centigrade. At 8 p.m., the thermometer stood at 7 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 22 degrees Celsius. The temperature rises and falls almost exactly conversely with the barometer. This afternoon's observation places us in about 80 degrees, 10 minutes north latitude. Wednesday, February 28th. Beautiful weather today, almost still, and temperature only about 15 degrees Fahrenheit to 22 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 26 degrees to minus 30.5 degrees Celsius. There were clouds in the south, so that not much was to be seen of the sun. But it is light wonderfully long already. Sverdrup and I went snowshoeing after dinner, the first time this year that we have been able to do anything of the kind in the afternoon. We made attempts to pump yesterday and today. There ought to be a little water, but the pump would not suck, though we tried both warm water and salt. Possibly there is water frozen round it, and possibly there is no water at all. In the engine room there has been no appearance of water for more than a month, and none comes into the forehold, especially now that the bow is raised up by the pack ice. So if there is any, it can only be a little in the hold. This tightening may be attributed chiefly to the frost. The wind has begun to blow again from the south-southwest this evening, and the barometer is falling, which ought to mean good wind coming. But the barometer of hope does not rise above its normal height. I had a bath this evening in a tin tub in the galley. Trimmed and clean, one feels more of a human being. Thursday, March 1st. We are lying almost still. Beautiful mild weather, only two and a half degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 19 degrees Celsius, sky overcast. Light fall of snow and light wind. We made attempts to sound today, having lengthened our hemp line with a single strand of steel. This broke off with the lead. We put on a new lead, and the whole line ran out about 2,000 fathoms without touching bottom, so far as we could make out. In process of hauling in, the steel line broke again. So the results are no bottom and two sounding leads, each of 100 pounds weight, making their way down. Goodness knows if they have reached the bottom yet. 
I declare I feel inclined to believe that Benson is right, and that it is the hole at the earth's axis we are trying to sound. Friday, March 2nd. The pups have lived until now in the chart room, and have done all the mischief there that they could, gnawing the cases of Hansen's instruments, the logbooks, etc. They were taken out on deck yesterday for the first time, and today they have been there all the morning. They are of an inquiring turn of mind, and examine everything, being specially interested in the interiors of all the kennels in this new large town. Sunday, March 4th. The drift is still strong south. There is northwesterly wind today again, but not quite so much of it. I expected we had come a long way south, but yesterday's observation still shows 79 degrees, 54 minutes north latitude. We must have drifted a good way north during the last days before this wind came. The weather yesterday and today has been bitter, 35 degrees Fahrenheit and 36.5 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 37 degrees and minus 38 degrees Celsius, with sometimes as much as 35 feet of wind per second must be called cool. It is curious that now the northerly winds bring cold and the southerly warmth. Early in the winter it was just the opposite. Monday, March 5th. Sverdrup and I have been a long way northeast on snowshoes. The ice was in good condition for it. The wind has tossed about the snow finely, covering over the pressure ridge as far as the scanty supply of material has permitted. Tuesday, March 6th. No drift at all. It has been a bitter day today, 47 degrees Fahrenheit to 50 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 44 degrees to minus 46 degrees Celsius, and wind up to 19 feet. This has been a good occasion for getting hands and face frostbitten, and one or two have taken advantage of it. Steady northwest wind. I am beginning to get indifferent and stolid as far as the wind is concerned. I photographed Johansen today at the anemometer, and during the process his nose was frostbitten. There has been a general weighing this evening again. These weighings are considered very interesting performances, and we stand watching in suspense to see whether each man has gained or lost. Most of them have lost a little this time. Can it be because we have stopped drinking beer and begun lime juice? But Ewell goes on indefatigably. He has gained nearly a pound this time. Our doctor generally does very well in this line, too, but today it is only ten ounces. In other ways, he is badly off on board, poor fellow. Not a soul will turn ill. In despair, he set up a headache yesterday himself, but he could not make it last over the night. Of late, he has taken to studying the diseases of dogs. Perhaps he may find a more profitable practice in this department. Thursday, March 8th, Drifting South. Sverdrup and I had a good snowshoeing trip today to the north and west. The snow was in splendid condition after the winds. You fly along like thistle-down before a breeze, and can get about everywhere, even over the worst pressure mounds. The weather was beautiful, temperature only 38 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, minus 39 degrees Celsius, but this evening it is quite bitter again. 
55 degrees Fahrenheit minus 48.5 degrees Celsius, and from 16 to 26 feet of wind. It is by no means pleasant work standing up on the windmill, reefing or taking in the sails. It means aching nails and sometimes frostbitten cheeks. But it has to be done, and it is done. There is plenty of mill wind in the daytime now. This is the third week we have had electric light. But it is wretched that it should be always the north and northwest wind. Goodness only knows when it is going to stop. Can there be land north of us? We are drifting badly south. It is hard to keep one's faith alive. There is nothing for it but to wait and see what time will do. After a long rest, the ship got a shake this afternoon. I went on deck. Pressure was going on in an opening just in front of the bow. We might almost have expected it just now, as it is new moon. Only we have got out of the way of thinking at all about the spring tides, as they have had so little effect lately. They should, of course, be specially strong just now, as the equinox is approaching. Friday, March ninth, The net line pointed slightly southwest this morning but the line attached to a cheese which was only hanging a few fathoms below the ice to thaw faster seemed to point in the opposite direction had we got a southerly current together with the wind now hm in that case something must come of it or was it perhaps only the tide setting that way still the same northerly wind we are steadily bearing south this then is the change i hoped the march equinox would bring we have been having northerly winds for more than a fortnight. I cannot conceal from myself any longer that I am beginning to despond. Quietly and slowly, but mercilessly, one hope after the other is being crushed, and have I not a right to be a little despondent? I long unutterably after home. Perhaps I am drifting away farther from it, perhaps nearer, but anyhow it is not cheering to see the realization of one's plans again and again delayed if not annihilated altogether in this tedious and monotonously killing way nature goes her age-old round impassively summer changes into winter spring vanishes away autumn comes and finds us still a mere chaotic whirl of daring projects and shattered hopes as the wheel revolves now the one and now the other comes to the top, but memory between whiles lightly touches her ringing silver cords, now loud like a roaring waterfall, now low and soft like far-off sweet music. I stand and look out over this desolate expanse of ice with its plains and heights and valleys, formed by the pressure arising from the shifting tidal currents of winter. The sun is now shining over them with his cheering beams. In the middle lies the Fram, hemmed in immovably. When, my proud ship, will you float free in the open water again? Ich schau dich an und wehmuth, schlägt mir ins Heers hinein. Over these masses of ice, drifting by paths unknown, a human being pondered and brooded so long that he put a whole people in motion to enable him to force his way in among them, a people who had plenty of other claims upon their energies. For what purpose all this to do? 
if only the calculations were correct these ice floes would be glorious nay irresistible auxiliaries but if there has been an error in the calculation well in that case they are not so pleasant to deal with and how often does a calculation come out correct but were i now free why i should do it all over again from the same starting point one must persevere till one learns to calculate correctly i laugh at the scurvy no sanatorium better than ours i laugh at the ice we are living as it were in an impregnable castle i laugh at the cold it is nothing but i do not laugh at the winds they are everything they bend to no man's will but why always worry about the future why distress yourself as to whether you are drifting forwards or backwards why not carelessly let the days glide by like a peacefully flowing river every now and then there will come a rapid that will quicken the lazy flow ah what a wonderful contrivance is life one eternal hurrying forwards ever forwards to what end and then comes death and cuts all short before the goal is reached i went on a long snowshoe tour to-day a little way to the north there were a good many newly formed lanes and pressure ridges which were hard to cross but patience overcomes everything and i soon reached a level plain where it was delightful going it was however rather cold about fifty four degrees fahrenheit below zero minus forty eight degrees celsius and sixteen feet of wind from north northeast but i did not feel it much it is wholesome and enjoyable to be out in such weather i wore only ordinary clothes such as i might wear at home with a sealskin jacket and linen outside breeches and a half mask to protect the forehead nose and cheeks there has been a good deal of ice pressure in different directions to-day oddly enough a meridian altitude of the sun gave seventy nine degrees forty five minutes we have therefore drifted only eight minutes southwards during the four days since march fourth this slow drift is remarkable in spite of the high winds if there should be land to the north i begin more and more to speculate on this possibility land to the north would explain at once our not progressing northwards and the slowness of our southward drift but it may also possibly arise from the fact of the ice being so closely packed together and frozen so thick and massive it seems strange to me that there is so much northwest wind and hardly any from the northeast though the latter is what the rotation of the earth would lead one to expect as a matter of fact the wind merely shifts between northwest and southeast instead of between southwest and northeast as it ought to do unless there is land i am at a loss to find a satisfactory explanation at all events of this northwest direction does franz joseph land jut out eastwards or northwards or does a continuous line of islands extend from franz joseph land in one or the other of those directions it is by no means impossible directly the austrians got far enough to the north they met with prevailing winds from the northeast while we get northwesterly winds does the central point of these masses of land lie to the north midway between our meridian and theirs i can hardly believe that these remarkably cold winds from the north are engendered by merely passing over an ice-covered sea 
if indeed there is land and we get hold of it then all our troubles would be over but no one can tell what the future may bring forth and it is better perhaps not to know saturday march tenth the line shows a drift northwards now too in the afternoon a slightly southerly breeze has sprung up as usual it has done me good to put my despondency on paper and get rid of it Today I am in good spirits again, and can indulge in happy dreams of a large and high land in the north, with mountains and valleys, where we can sit under the mountain wall, roast ourselves in the sun, and see the spring come, and over its inland ice we can make our way to the very pole. End of file 13